Welcome back to season three of TK's A Brigade. That's right, I'm your host, TK, and I have been on a friend series now for a while, actually, with my best friend, Doe. Yo, yo. So recently, I had a birthday. In fact, uh, as we're recording today, it was yesterday. So I got uh, a few of the fam together, and we got some friends together, and uh, burned some chicken, and played some delicious, though. Oh, yeah. Well, I appreciate that because I cooked four packages of legs, and I think maybe one package got eaten. And, oh, uh, wow. Yeah. Well, and what was funny was I honestly thought that everybody would eat, uh, you know, the chicken and that the bratwurst would be left over. And then, you know, I cooked the bratwurst and everybody's like, oh, yeah, I want a brat, which is good. I mean, it just it was funny because I'm like, oh, yeah, I'll cook more chicken. Ironically, the chicken was a lot cheaper than the brats. Which, whatever. But I just thought it was funny because I'm like, oh, yeah, barbecue chicken. People, you know, don't usually go to bar- uh, barbecues and have that. It's usually like brats and burgers, right? That's, so it, it was just trying to get, uh, you know, a little different. But again, you know, it worked out because, you know, I love chicken legs. And, you know, so anyways. Last time we left off, we were talking about, which is why I use the good, bad, and the ugly. We were talking about the ugly, kind of ugly, little ugly <laughs> part of our friendship, which was the um, the trailer in Greeley, right? Which is where Robbie started being born. Um, and, yeah. Um, you, yeah. And then uh, I was offered a position in a new home, or I should say a new room. And uh, so I packed up my things and I moved to Beverly Hills. Because <laughs> <laughs> Beverly Hills. <laughs> oh, man. No, I will move back to Loveland, and this is when I moved in with Shannon and Sean. So, uh, quick recap: Shannon and Sean. Shan- Sean was the uh, lead singer for a band called Switchback. That's uh, yeah, the nostalgia of that. Uh, a couple weeks ago, we did an episode with Eric Timebomb Cox. Uh, we got to talk a little bit about his remembering uh, that time. But then, um, yeah, so I was offered a uh, a room to rent in Loveland, and I figured, you know what, I got. Uh, seasons changing and i think that's honestly i think that saved our friendship probably did because we were so close in so many ways and we still are i think but uh you know what i mean by so close is that we did everything together in regard to friendship as far as living together we worked together you know we spent you know weekends with family together i mean you were part of when my grandmother died, you were there with me, and we'll get into that later on in the episodes. But same with my grandpa. Um, you know, you were you drove up with me that time, and yep. again, we'll get into that later. But those are the types of things I think, as a friend, you know, you can say, "Oh yeah, it's my boy," whoop de woo, but then you don't even know his middle name. Now I won't divulge Doe's middle name, but <laughs> I do know it. Appreciate that. <laughs> but uh, but my point is, is that you know. There are times, even in like marriages and in family relationships, that in order for that, I believe that relationship to grow, you really have to spend some time away from each other. So that fondness and that, you know, and the reason why you were friends or why you have a good family relationship is, you know, rekindled. So I think, you know, I agree with you. That was a good uh, kind of a break. Mm hmm. So fast forward a little bit. I moved to Loveland. I moved in with Sean and Shannon and my man Harrison Rain and Mr. Elliot Drake right there on 402, right down the street from uh, uh, Thompson Valley High School and uh, King Supers. 
You moved to Greeley. Well, you moved to the other side of Greeley with Playboy. And did you have another roommate or was Amanda? Amanda, another Amanda. Yeah, dude. What, do you like? What do you just have a thing for the A's or what? <laughs> um, I actually. It's funny how I met her. We were at the Cactus Canyon with my buddy Jeff and all his friends, and I had just met her literally that night and bought her drinks and stuff. And I was like, hey. <laughs> What uh, what's that ring on your finger? Oh boy! And she goes, she goes. That was from my father. And I was like, oh, I, and I started thinking. I was like, oh, it's on the wrong hand. I'm like, well, it doesn't. It, I said that's okay. I was like, none of that matters. And she goes, what does that mean? I was like, well, rings don't plug holes. And wow. I was within seconds wearing rum and coke all over in my face everywhere that she was so pissed so wait so you said that to her and she threw her rum and coke in your face yep i've never heard this story before please continue uh there's not a whole lot left of that story oh okay uh, i hung out at the bar and uh we were together for like two years and yeah and you guys got an apartment i think you guys got a couple of different apartments i think you actually moved around in the same building yep. but because we didn't completely like a hundred percent stop talking at that time, it was more of like a, a like a like a, out of sight, out of mind kind of thing. Um, um, I would agree with that. But I but I agree with you when you said that. I think it saved our friendship because, bro. Let's let, let's rewind all the way back to literally the beginning. And I'm sitting here in the studio right now. I'm looking at the uh, the picture, the infamous picture, and I'm thinking to myself, dude, when I was nine. And Unks came through Cedar Rapids with uh, Tracy Cartwright, right? They had the cab over, and I remember him making a phone call, and uh, he was on the phone, and, and when he was done, I was like, who are you talking to, Unks? And he was like, oh, he's my dispatch. Uh, and I was like, oh, cool. He's like, yeah, his name is Kermit. And I was like, Kermit? And he's like, yeah, he's in Virginia, and he's been dispatch. You know, he sends us the jobs in places we're going. And I was like, really? Kermit so like Kermit the Frog he's like yeah but don't ever say that to him if you ever meet him and I was like really he's like yeah he's kind of touchy about it and I was like really okay but I'll never forget that because I remember when I met you and I remember the you know your uncle you know introduced me to your dad and he's like yeah this is Kermit I was like oh man I've heard so much about you because you know Todd used to talk about you know you guys all the time and so you know the friendship there was like tight, bro. It was like, you know, I think your dad even knew the Muths. There was a family back in Cedar Rapids. His name was Danny Muth and his, his uh, wife's name was Alice. And, uh, you know, my mom's family and their family were, were tight because the Muths lived in Scotts Bluff. And then they moved to Cedar Rapids. That's why my mom moved to Cedar Rapids. But, you know, Danny worked for uh, Freightliners. He was uh, a sales rep for Freightliner. And that's how uncle um todd and uncle mark got uh, their truck when they were doing uh, the owner operator thing but they were still working with your dad at the time yep. when they were both driving for allied i remember when and that truck so, arrived dude i remember you oh dude todd and like he's what like 230 <laughs> rock solid freaking you know what i mean him and mark both just looking like fresh off a of college you know football field you know what i mean like holy cow but um, so fast forwards, yeah. So and I bring that story up just because you know friendship ran deep there. And so, holy cow! So I started working at Remos in 2001. I started cooking at Remos in 2002. So it wasn't actually a two-year hiatus because we get through the summer fall of '02. I was again living at uh, uh, Sean and Shannon's, and I started dating Hope. And um, you were yeah, you were doing your thing out in Greeley and. 
we move into January, February of 03, and you and I started talking again. And I think it was right around March, uh, Kermit started working for uh, Grant and Bob. Oh, yeah, down in Denver. At All-American Mayflower. And yep. I remember you calling me in, like, April, and you're like, bro, my dad got a job at um, this moving company, and uh, I think I might start working for him because he's willing to pay me, like, a dollar an hour more than, you know, what he pays everybody else. And so here I am. I'm cooking, bouncing at Remo's. And I remember it was May of 03. I got in trouble at work because I mouthed off to the bartender because he was, yeah, he was a fun guy. He was a black and decker. And uh, I mouthed off to him. I remember getting sent home. I got called later on that night to come back because they wanted to talk to me and they fired me. And I was like, cool, man, deuces. Um, I got a new job anyways. So that was right at the end of May. So like Memorial Day weekend, um, I think it was the last... Uh, we, we didn't do the TV party that year because I think uh, the previous year was when that big fire happened up on Storm. So there was no more party. But I think we all went up to um, uh, to Sean's mom's house, uh, Betty. Yep. And we, we, we reconnected and, you know, we hugged it out. And, you know, and um, you were like, dude, I, I'm going to go work for my dad. You should, you know, you should call him and see if he can hire you as well. And I remember, okay, I remember that specifically going next week i need a job i'm calling kermit so i came home a few days later called kermit up he's like yeah of course tiny i got a job for you when do you want to start and i was like when uh when is when when can i start and i remember thinking to myself you know i was right there on that paycheck to paycheck kind of job so I was, you know, I'm like, I need some money now. So I was doing like odd jobs moving around town and Unks called me. He's like, hey, I got a job for you in Fort Collins. And I remember going and doing the job. And, and then I remember uh, the first week of work, I remember um, getting up, getting ready. And you're like, well, we should carpool. I was like, dope. So I meet you out in Milliken. And I think you had, you didn't have the knee on yet, did you? Hmm. I had the neon when we started working there. I don't know, or when we were working there. I don't know if I had it at that moment. Okay, because I, I'm thinking you had a suburban for a minute. I did. I had, you, a, you I did. had a slammed yeah. white suburban. Yes, white. I was thinking blue, but then I remember like like rewinding my thoughts. I'm like, no, I think it was white. Um, but yeah, I remember. So first job I do um, with All American Mayflower was supposed to be a 4,000 pound pack and load for a military she was like um, a lieutenant in the military and she was retiring and she had uh, it, it was a it wasn't in a site on it wasn't like a scene on site kind of job it was over the phone so the salesman did a, a rough estimate of weight and, and style and I remember uh, Rain and I had bought tickets to go see the Red Hot Chili Peppers with uh, Snoop Dogg at Fiddler's Green that weekend. And so I remember thinking to myself, okay, the show's on Friday night. I can, we had rented, I mean, we had rented a hotel room. There was a, a cat that I had worked with at um, Remo's. Uh, his name was Derek. Him and his girl was going to the show too. So we had bought tickets next to them in the, in the seats. And I remember saying to Rain, hey, let me coordinate with with uh, with Derek to get you um, a ride to Denver, so I don't have to come back to Lubbock to pick you up for the show, and then I can just work and go from there. 
first job oh, right off of um, Smith, not Smith, uh, Peoria and uh, and uh, what's the uh, what's the big street? Colfax, right? Supposed to be 4,000 pound pack and load. We got there at 930 in the morning. We should have been packed and loaded by like three, right? In theory. I'll be quicker than that. Okay. But I'm saying like, and so I had Jesus on with me. And I had that skinny black kid that we worked with. I forget his name. TJ. Uh, well, yeah, yes, yes, yes. So we show up at the job. This woman had 11. So it ended up being, long story short, it ended up being 11,000 pounds. She had 11 televisions. She had 34 dish packs of glass figurines in her house. 34 dish packs, though. Dude. In a freaking apartment, like every cover, like everything we did in that apartment, right? All over, every everywhere you looked, there was either a television or a grouping of Little Mermaid stuff or little glass figurines of like horses or unicorns or whatever. But it was everywhere. And you know, you and I both know, when you're packing a house like that, especially a military pack, everything has to be like perfect, right? You can't, I mean, you can't haphazard the pack. You have to do it nice. So... I remember that night, it was like 6 o'clock, and, and uh, Kermit had said, well, you can't leave until it's done. I was like, Kermit, I got tickets for the show. For, I've had them for five months. He's like, you got to finish the job. And I was like, brah, seriously, come on. <laughs> like, send somebody over from the shop to come finish this so that I can go. So he's like, well, it's up to, the, it's up to uh, DJ or whatever. It's up to him if he's going to let you go. So I'm like pleading with him, like, please, bro. I have tickets. I'm 15 rows from the stage. It's Chili Peppers and Snoop. Come on, dude. I bought these tickets months ago. Let you know. Come on. Let me dip. So he's like, when the other guys get here, you can go. So I ended up taking off and got to see. I, I, we actually got pit passes that night for Chili's because I missed Snoop completely, which absolutely sucked. But uh, Ren and I got to go up front and we got to lean on the stage and watch Chili Peppers like front row. So that was kind of a makeup for missing Snoop, I think, in a roundabout way. Yeah, he was and kind then, of uh, Yeah, well, you know. But uh, but then, so we're working, <laughs> we're working at, uh, give me some stories, bro. I want to hear some stories about All-American. And save the the best one, the, the 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 most painful, but the best story. Save that one until the end. But yeah, give me some. You're some gonna memories. have to hint. The car, you know, broad, broad daylight, explosions. Oh. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Four donuts on each tire, one on each tire. Jeez, there's so many though. There's because like we got away with everything, you know, because my dad right. was the boss. And he okay. would believe anything we told him. Right. Okay. Do you remember the job we did where we were, it was you, me, TJ, not, not DJ. It was TJ. Yeah. You, me, TJ, um, six toe, but we did that job for that dude. His wife was German. And, uh, the first day six toe and I were carrying his Oak table out to the truck and he shifted on me and I set the table down and then he drugged the table down the driveway. Do you remember that? I do remember and then, that. And then the next day, um, he, he lived up in Evergreen. He had built that house custom. He had like a like a 20 by 25 foot uh, um, projection screen movie theater in his basement. Do you remember that house? We, You know, we saw some that. wicked cool stuff. Dude, so many, so much. There was so much. You, but I, the reason I remember this one specifically is because he cooked us a steak dinner on his custom built grill. 
So day one, he got us sub sandwiches. Day two, uh, was up at his evergreen house, and we he's like, I'll cook you guys a steak lunch, um, baked potato and salad, blah, blah, blah. We're like, oh, man, we're sitting on his gigantic porch. He had he had, had um, propane, like, pumped in directly, so he never had to have a, like, refill a bottle. So it was just always constant, like, propane to his grill. But he cooked a steak. But you and Sixto were carrying his washing machine into his laundry room. Do you remember this? Is this where the tile got broke? <laughs> now, what's funny is I told this story, but I, I inserted myself into this storyline. about. Uh, are, you talking, is, are you talking about the dude at the, by the golf course? Yes. Yes. You were with the big old ass driveway. Yes. Yes. And you and Sixto were, were carrying the washing machine into the uh, laundry room, and it was that imported tile floor, and he dropped it and shattered a, a tile. Do you remember that? And then, and then to add insult to injury, he um, they had that gigantic kitchen with all those cabinets, and it was like black granite, and he freaking set something um, heavy on the edge of the granite, and it broke the ch- a chunk of the granite off. Do you remember that? We destroyed that guy's house. Oh, dude, and he still tipped us, bro. He gave us like 40 bones each. But, um, yeah. That was so that was right in the like that was the first summer, bro. And that was um that was a pain in the butt because we had to do a, a a transfer. Remember we had to transfer from one truck to the other because he didn't want the first day he was okay with the trailer, but then the second day he got weird and he was like, Oh, you guys can't put the trailer here. You gotta do um like a transfer or something. We're like, What are you talking about, bro? Castle the Pines there. there. Castle Pines, yes. Dude. That was oh my gosh. There was he had so much heavy stuff. We had to move his popcorn maker, dude. And well, and he built his own house. He said it took him nine years to to design it and build it. And we're talking like five, six, seven, ten thousand square feet. That was right huge. across from like where they do the Renaissance Festival. I remember. Yeah. Yes. So that uh, that was right before we started doing the um, the school job. Remember the school job? The one for Sixto. Yeah, man. What do you remember about that? I mean, it's sad, but I just remember him dropping oh, something on his toe, like about ripped it off. No, that well, he did do that, but that wasn't hap- that didn't happen at the school. He actually, what happened was, um, we were we were offloading. It was at the this was towards the end of the summer. We were offloading all of the bookshelves and all the. That was like the, Aurora School. Dis- yes, yes, like it was that. actually yeah. right off of Colfax and like almost right downtown. But he, um, him and uh, Carlito were moving a one of those like rollable book. They, they held books like all the lesson books for the classrooms, and they weighed like five or six hundred pounds. And they had those big casters on the bottom of them, and because Grant and Bob were so cheap, greedy pieces of trash and i'll say that proudly because they did not take care of us at all they in fact and i'll say this because i got hurt and i had to have back surgery because of working for them guys so if they have any problems they can come talk to me too and you were standing there in the doorway six toe and carlito were pushing this tj was like standing on the side like over off to the side and i was getting water and i remember we hear this like this loud katunk katunk and then it and then this blood curdling scream and you scream oh mm, right like and i was like what and i come running out what happened was when carlita was pushing 
bookshelf up onto the ramp. It actually knocked the book or the ramp off of the back of the truck, which then caused Sixto to fall towards the truck. And when he fell towards the truck, he fell like like forward and sideways, hit the ground, and then the bookshelf fell and landed on top of him. Dude, that thing and like bounced on him. Dude, it shattered his pelvis. Like shattered. He ever? I don't think he worked it with us ever. No, no. He. Uh, it took him nine months to recover. Actually, no, dude. Actually, we'll get to that on another episode. But he actually did come back and work for a month, and then uh, he walked in the office one day and flipped the entire office off and left. But that's yeah, that's another episode. Carlos felt so bad. Oh yeah. Oh dude, he he didn't want to finish the day. I don't, I don't think any of us wanted to. But um, Bruce came over. Do you remember Bruce? Oh, uh, yeah. Bruce is no longer. Yeah. Oh, he passed? Oh, I didn't know that. Well, he comes over, and I remember I was I was really upset because I'm like, you know, if we had proper gear, that that wouldn't have happened. Nope. But that was towards the end of the summer in 2003. And to be honest, like, that was such a whirlwind because you and I would get picked. We'd pick each other up um, in the morning. We'd come down 85. Uh, in the bourbon. Oh, I, oh <laughs> or 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 then in my Thunderbird, like when I drove, I had yeah, Thunderbird. Yeah, we had that maroon, yeah that maroon Thunderbird we used to take. Yeah, buddy. Oh yeah, and we come down eighty five, and we had like four or five different routes to get to work. And I remember your old man; he was like he would bust our chops if we were a minute late. Oh yeah, it's like seven thirty one. He's like, "You're late, dude." Seriously, we just throw you. I don't care. Get up earlier. I'm like, and I and if anybody knows Kermit, knows that he's a former Marine. He was a former Marine, so. He had zero, zero compassion for lateness because that dude was up at like four in the morning, you know, handling up on Bertha. Um, <laughs> but, <laughs> but uh, you know, but he was fun to work for, for the most intense purposes. Like, hey, bud, I got a job for you today and it pays cash. Real quick on dad is uh, you, some people are just like, wow, what an asshole. <clears throat> and, and yeah, you might believe that until he's gone yeah he just was kermit man like he just didn't he didn't sugarcoat anything he was just very to the point man that's what uh, i loved about him that's how he raised me too it's kind of i like it yeah so i think we're out of time today but um the next uh next week we're gonna pick up with um the infamous neon getting um taken i think in hindsight it it's uh, no, it's funny now. <laughs> I gotta figure out dude's name. The the other guy. I have yeah, got to was, figure out his name. He's the one that like orchestrated this, and I think Juan knew about Juan. it. And Carlos, I know. Oh, I'm sure. He, I'm sure he did. I'm I'm sure those guys all knew, but they just kept their mouth shut because you know they didn't want to get in trouble or deported. You know, so. Right. But yeah. All right, we're out of time today. You are listening to TK's A Brigade. I'm your host, TK, along with my co-host, Doe. We will continue on the Friends series with the good, the bad, and the ugly here on TK's A Brigade.